Season 1, Episode 20 of Bryce and Ren and Corey in the House. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Today we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 20 of Corey in the House, A Rat by Any Other Name. Uh, and with me, as always, to break down this rodent-tastic episode is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? I'm ratting around, Bryce. How are you? <laughs> I've never heard a rat used as a verb, but... I, <laughs> I'm picturing it in my head, and if it's what I think it is, uh, it sounds like you're having a, a great time. I am. You know, I'm scurrying around, climbing things. Yes, uh, classic rat things. Um, true rat fashion. Yeah, this was a pure coincidence that last week we found ourselves um, talking about Lionel in the podcast, a, a character I'd completely forgot about from that's a raven and then sure enough we get what is pretty much a lionel centric episode and what an episode it was yeah uh it was rough to come from last week to this i actually didn't think it was that much of a downgrade oh okay for, cool for me this wasn't cory and cory in the house at its worst okay no i mean i agree with that as well um i don't feel like it was it at its best either though personally so um so ren uh before we we get into it you want to do just a a tiny bit of housekeeping sure yeah so next week uh we are doing our live show that's right our season finale Mm -hmm. season one episode 21 is what we'll be discussing next week um we're gonna do it live on facebook and um uh i forget the time that we had said last week I want to say it was uh, seven like feels right, but it may be six thirty. Either way, uh, if you are listening to this, we will. Uh, I will put out a post on our Facebook and on our Twitter with the correct time, and that'll probably be going up um, tomorrow. So check for that for what the the official time will be, but it will be next Sunday evening. Uh, you excited for that, Ren? I am excited for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think it'll be good. We're going to do that. And then, uh, Ren, as you know, uh, you, you you were thinking, and I was thinking kind of the same thing, is that at, it's the end of the season. We got to do something again with these characters. We got to squeeze every single last drop of the Cory in the House uh, fruit. And uh, so I had put together a what is a computer-generated season of Survivor, which is uh, one of my favorite shows. In, and it features 16 Corey in the House cast members. So, um, Ren, what I'm trying to think about is, since it's something, that's something that would need, I mean, we, we'll still put out the podcast with it on there because you can listen to it, but it lends itself to the visual medium. Mm-hmm. Is it something that, like, next week we do the podcast as planned, like, we talk about the episode, and then we do the survivor piece afterwards and then perhaps what we can do is i can then split it into two podcasts in the podcast feed so there'll be like the main episode and then like the bonus episode later in the week yeah we could do that yeah 
That way so, we can we can spend a bit of time on the Corey in the house survivor without feeling stressed out about time. Yeah, because I, I that's the other thing is I, I wouldn't want people to like sit through the survivor piece if they just want to listen to the episode discussion. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that sounds good, and that also feels like a nice way to celebrate uh, the and wrap up season one of Corey in the house. And on top of that, Ren, we're gonna I, I don't know about you, but I'm gonna need to buy season two. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, which is, uh, that's, I think, the most bitter pill to swallow, is that, uh, you know, give some more money into the Corey-verse. Wow. Yeah, he's gotta, gotta, um... How many times a year do you think uh, people buy Corey in the House seasons on Apple TV? Not often. Yeah, do you think that if we buy season two at the same time, it'll be, like, an anomaly? Here's what I'm thinking. Do you mm-hmm. think Kyle Massey notices in his bank account when he gets residuals? <laughs> like, is it is it like enough of an anomaly where he checks it like on a weekly basis and he's like, oh, that's new. Yeah, yeah, actually, he probably does. I mean, after what? After Disney gets their cut, Apple gets their cut, all the other actors get their cut. I assume Corey's making, I, what, like one-tenth of a cent off of that, a that purchase of the full season? yeah. So you and I collectively next week might give him uh, one fifth of a penny. If if I, that doesn't convince him to get on the podcast, I don't know what will. Yeah, I mean, come on, we're putting our our wallets where our mouths are. So yeah, uh, I mean, uh, and I don't know if this was on the podcast or off the podcast, Ren, but we've also at one point discussed cameo. Uh, I went on and That's checked right. this week. Kyle Massey is on there, and um. And uh, uh, Mara Walsh, Myra, Myra Walsh. How much do they cost? I did not look at their prices, and I definitely should have. How much do you think? Let's play real quick. How much do you okay. think Corey, uh, Kyle Massey costs? Uh, in 80 bucks. 80 bucks? 80 bucks. Uh, let's see. Cost for a Kyle Massey cameo. Oh, yeah, 65 bucks. Wow, he's humble. Yeah, $65. He has really positive reviews, though. Uh, You can get him to give a pep talk. We should both get pep talks from him. (laughs) (laughs) Individualized pep talks to help us overcome our personal flaws. And both related, though, directly to the podcast, right? (laughs) Uh, So, like, help us, yeah. Wait, you said overcome our personal flaws. I kind of like that better. Have him go real deep. Be like, hey, Kyle Massey, like, I've been really struggling with, uh, like, my anxiety lately. And, like, uh, I was wondering if you could help me out with my anxiety. Give me some direct advice. Can you talk me through insomnia? Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if they warn them against that. Like, when you, uh, if there's any cameo training and they tell the celebrities that you please don't give medical or mental health related <laughs> advice. I'm going to get a cameo from Kyle Massey to give you medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, right. he's going to tell you what to eat from now on. What, what meals you're going to have when mm-hmm. I'm going to make Kyle Massey your nutritionist. And I'm going to keep <laughs> buying him on a weekly basis from cameo for this purpose. That is it's, I mean, do we think that he would be relatively then a cheap nutritionist? Because a, nutri- a weekly nutritionist is it's more than 65 bucks, right? <laughs> Do you think that it's possible to find someone on Cameo to replace 
the functional the you know the function of a modern day nutritionist yeah you you could probably i mean you you could have them plant uh like meal plan for your week right so like hey kyle massey for 65 dollars can you tell me what my next seven meals should be um keep them (laughs) low calorie keep them you know this is the diet i'm doing no soda just like twice a week uh, and so how much do you think, um, how much do you think, uh, My Maria Walsh. Walsh is? I'm going to say 120. Uh, she's 60. Wow. Yeah. All right. We can get both of them. Yeah. So for an easy, easy $125, we can get. But Kyle's going to get jealous if we ask Mayara to do nutrition stuff for us too, though. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So I, f- I feel like we should keep Kyle in the nutritionist realm, and then what should we have Mayara do? Good question. We could go for, like, a more traditional life coach kind of vibe. Okay. You know, we can go um, to her about, like, work issues and stuff. She can give us... Ooh! I like, I like the... Con- like, maybe using her as HR. All right. Like, uh, you know, I just turned 26. I've been in the process of, like, figuring out health insurance. Could you help me you know, what health insurance plan do you All recommend? Right, perfect. That's genius. She'll or tax help for this year. Um, tax help could also be good. It's taxis. All right. I feel like we're spiraling, Ren. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is all good stuff and yeah. stuff. You know, we have some time to, to unpack all of this. So I don't want to be late for the Neanderthal ball. No, uh, I don't either. And that's, that's how our episode opens with Mina uh, inspiring some classmates to set up posters for the Neanderthal ball. Candy Smiles is back. Did you like to see her back? I did. Something I really liked about this episode was Candy and Stickler just kind of being there as like part of the group. Yeah, I, I thought that was nice. I liked their presence. Um, and this also feels like um, there's some continuity in here, right? Because Yeah, a lot. Corey, uh, like we acknowledge at one point that Corey had already had his shot with candy and messed it up. Um, and that this is his like quote unquote second shot. Um, we acknowledge that him and Mina, like that he no longer is crushing on Mina because Mina's not into dating. That was surprising to see, but I liked that it was there. Yeah. So it was just nice to, um, you know, keep it, keep it moving. I mean, there are still some major continuity issues with characters completely disappearing. Chad Berkowitz for one, um, you know, Mina says she's not into dating, but <laughs> CB broke her heart. Um, all right. So Candy Smiles is back. Uh, she has a tape gun now. Which is, uh, what do you think a tape gun does? It shoots tape at such a fast speed, it actually leaves dents into your skin if it hits. Ooh. Ouch. And Candy's just going around terrorizing everyone, all the students. <laughs> With her tape gun. It's ferocious. Well, like, I've heard of nail guns, right? And, uh, like, tape rollers, but I've it's never heard... It's the same concept of a nail gun. Yeah. Um, hold on. Give sharp me, tape. Give me one second. I'm just closing the door. Okay, door's closed. Um, yeah, so she has this tape gun, and it's, like, her thing This this episode. A lot of her lines revolve around this tape gun. Um, comes back in a big way in the end though yeah yes it does um cory cory's thinking about bringing candy to the dance which is perfect because newt's gonna bring popcorn 
Newt's so good. Newt's a good friend. Yeah. Like, here's Corey's bringing snacks. He thinks, all right, I'll contribute. Yeah. Uh, no, no questions about it. But do you, like, what I, in my experience going to, like, at my high school dance, usually the food was provided, right? I didn't usually bring, bring snacks. I mean, what if you don't like the food? Yeah, that's true. Yep. Bring, like, I don't know. I'm a picky eater, so maybe bring my own mott sticks. Um, Stickler asks Corey what his plans are for the ball, and Corey says Stickler is not his type. So that was good to throw out there. And then Corey uh, has bowed out of the Mina Derby, and uh, Stickman, he's like, oh, so I guess it's all me. And that's when Mina's like, no way. Um, in the background here, Newt is struggling to tape up a poster. Did you see this, Ren? I didn't, but I'm glad you pointed it out. Yeah, he was having a hard time. And on top of that, he's taping it sideways across multiple lockers. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and he's there because um, Stickman and Corey are having this conversation about Mina and they both acknowledge that Mina is has moved on, right? And isn't ready to, isn't wanting to date anyone. And the only reason why Newt's there is so uh, he can tell Stickman, Stickler, that Corey is bringing is planning to bring candy to the dance. Um, so Newt chimes in. He's like, oh, Corey's bringing candy and then walks away. So uh, the director was probably like, I'm sure um, Jake Tom, uh, not Jake Thomas, um, Jason Dolly was like, I don't like, what should I do for this scene? And they were like, I oh, just do this for a few minutes. Um, I think you're, I think you're focusing on Newt too much here. Am I? I think so. Yeah. I'm being I mean, hard it, on him. It's an interesting thing to like see in the background, but He's not the point of the scene. Yeah, you're right. It would have been weird. Well, yeah. You know, um, it's like, uh, they, you know, kids in the background in like high school theater. They're waiting for their cue. They got to do something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you got to give them something to do for a bit. But like, I guess to that, like to that point, the reason why I was pointing it out is I, I felt like why have Newt even there um, to have that line? I don't know why Corey couldn't have just been like, oh, well, like I'm planning to bring candy. You think Corey's going to divulge that information to Stickler? Yeah, well... Corey stole his clothes in a crab shack? <laughs> yeah, right, actually... Man, you're not in here. Yeah, and son, son of two CIA agents, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's when Stickler finds Corey's brand of candy. They go back and forth asking Candy to go to the dance with them, like literally pulling each other out in front of Candy's eyes, and then Corey gets to be the one who's in front of her and asks, will you go to the dance with me? I like the idea of this little sequence, but it wasn't handled with the most elegance. Yeah. There's was... like a second too long in between each shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't properly rehearsed. If it was like just a little bit faster, it would have worked. But in- instead, it's just kind of awkward. And Candy says yes to Corey. They walk away as a couple. Big stuff. Corey beats Stickler in the game of love. I know. Yeah. And it's, I just think it's funny that Stickler is only interested in going to the dance with Candy um, just because Corey wants to. There was uh, uh, some, de- there was a lot of like self aware humor like that this episode. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So I figured uh, talk about him a little bit because I don't know if we're going to see him again, Ren. This might be the last of Stickman. Are you serious? It 
it, he is in it for uh oh hold on i'm on his page so let's see he's in cory in the house for a whopping um eight episodes and so wow. we've seen that him a decent really amount we might see him one more time. It looks like actually we do see him one more time, but I wanted to to make sure that we took a moment to acknowledge him before he's gone for good. Uh, I'm genuinely shocked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's not someone who they decided to, I mean, I know season two is shorter, but he's yeah. not someone who they decided to focus too much more on. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think about him? Um, like a, a actor, not separate from the character of Stickman, because we've t- talked so much about him, but what do you think about him here? As like acting wise, yeah, he's a good actor. He he consistently seems to have a lot of fun with the role. Like yeah. Corey in the House isn't the kind of show where, you know, even even the like good parentheses relative episodes have shoddy acting. But he's an he's one of the few performances that's consistently you know he's clearly having fun with it. He's doing his best. Yeah, and I mean at this point he's made his lizzie mcguire money right yeah so he's he's good he's set for life it does seem like this is something he's he's really just doing for fun um and it's i just i have a hard time conceptualizing him being the same age mm-hmm. as like the rest of the crew here and he is but it's just so odd to me because i think of lizzie mcguire as like pre that's so raven but uh let's so let's see what else he's in he uh Obviously, Lizzie McGuire. It's Matt McGuire in that. That's kind of his big thing. Uh, but post Corey in the House, I mean, it looks like he was on a TV series called Storyteller, which lasted for a season. Um, his biggest thing, though, did you ever see uh, the movie AI? I have not, but I know of it. Yes. the uh, It was finished by Steven Spielberg, right? And then started by or was it written the script was written by stanley kubrick yes and then uh and then directed by by spielberg and it was after um kubrick's death so that movie highly advanced robotic boy longs to become real it's kind of pinocchio-esque in a way but uh, jake thomas's character is um the brother of the adopted robot son and he hates him very rude in that movie he like to the point uh, i'm trying like i'm trying to remember it's been a long time since i've seen it but he's he's vicious in it very mean to him like uh, i want to say like calls him robotic nicknames steely brain steely brain yeah robo yeah, if i was a robot i could, i called steely brain that would hurt um but yeah i mean he's it's kind of sad. He just has like one-off lines in uh, or one-off parts in a bunch of shows after this and then kind of disappeared from everything until he was going to do the Liz McGuire return, which isn't happening. He just couldn't keep up the stick man uh, momentum. Yeah, it's probably out of choice, right? Probably decided, eh, I'm done with this. Um, his parents are both actors and writers. That's nice. They should give him some roles. <laughs> maybe make a movie or show that you know features your son so we can have a job the will smith method yes yeah very selfish of them not to do it um he okay father bob thomas played slam and sammy in the movie friday night lights whoa all right 
All right. But yeah, he, he will be missed if he, you know, we see him for one more episode. But after that, I think that he is a presence that will be missed. He's a good little foil to Corey he in is. the show. Um, and, he, you know, he's fun. All right. So back to the episode. Corey is ironing again, Ren. He's not just ironing anything, though, Bryce. No, he's what is it? Caveman suit. Uh, for the Neanderthal ball. Did he have this already? It looks... I can't decide if they all, like, spent all night, one night, just making their costumes together, or if they just bought them or, you know, found them in the White House prop closet. What else is in the White House prop closet? Uh, all those... Whatever was in President Martinez's bag. The prop, the prop comedy that we see later. Yeah. Uh, so Corey, and also, were you surprised Corey is fully clothed while he's ironing? I was surprised. Yeah. We didn't see Corey in his underwear once this episode. Well, he, he's learned his lesson. Yes. Uh, and so Victor comes in, and he is excited because an old friend just came into town. Lionel. Lionel the rat, the little rat. Mm-hmm. So just to, to recap, uh, last week we'd said that Lionel had been left in San Francisco piloting Eddie's body. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I just, I, I'm, so we can make sure that everything is covered here, Ren. Is Eddie now in a like in a post ratatouille coma where he now has his body back, but he like forgets how to use it. Um, it's not good, Bryce. Did, okay. What realistically happened was Lionel controlled Eddie and walked all the way to Washington, D.C. As soon as Lionel gets to the White House, he lets go of control and rushes in. But Eddie's body is so exhausted from the nonstop walking <laughs> That he just collapses onto the onto the Washington D.C. ground where he remains <laughs> all episode, and um, and then the the buzzards just finish him off, right? I mean, he can't move. Yeah, they fly around. Poor Eddie. The Washington D.C. vultures. <laughs> um, awful, absolutely awful. Poor Eddie. Eddie is gone. He's <laughs> annihilated. But uh. If one good thing came out of it, it was not in vain because Lionel is in the White House. He's made it. He's here. Um, Corey spins um, like, uh, how do I put this into words? It's like, it's their spinning hug. Yeah. When like, uh, I'm sh- shows and movies have used it sometimes with like a kid and their like stuffed animal or something where the camera spins as they're like holding onto each other's hand and the toy spins with them. Um, Corey does this with Lionel, but the gag goes on for 30 seconds too long. You thought so? Yeah, I felt like it was really long. Wow, I didn't think so at all. I, it, I mean, I, I, I didn't like feel like, I don't know, well-paced feels like something you say to like commend something. Yeah. But it, it just felt paced appropriately. I didn't think it came off, came off okay. long. Corey's yeah, I, I, reactions got progressively stranger each time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, that, that was to me what it was is i think that it just like even though cory was feeling emotions in it i it i didn't need to see the back and forth between their shots spinning we i think we saw them both three times so it was a little of threes yeah i guess so by the third time though i wasn't loving it um so and it should be rule of fours rule of twos if they if they three. had done it five times each i that may have pushed me 
would it push you into liking it? Yes. If it had gone on for a full minute of them <laughs> spinning, I would have been all in. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Victor explains President Martinez said that it was okay now to bring Lionel. So, what changed? That I don't know. Well, that that's a great question, Red, because it'd be one thing if Corey was well behaved, right? <laughs> like Corey's been really good as a result. Yeah, I'm sure he won't get into chaos if his rat comes into the into the White House. I but, think I figured it out. Yeah. So. President Martinez overheard Sophie saying that she wants a rat, but he doesn't <laughs> want to pay for a pet, but he knows that Corey had a pet rat. So uh-huh. he convinces Victor to send the rat, which he knows Sophie will trick Corey into giving to her. Mm-hmm. And that's what changed. So, 4D chess completely. This was President Martinez's scheme all along. I mean, he's a stern and stiff guy. He's not the most friendly <laughs> person. No. Uh, Corey is thrilled to see Lionel. I said this poor rat. I feel like Lionel is thrown around <laughs> in this scene a lot. I feel probably squeezed. Um, I don't know how to properly hold a rat, but I don't think Corey's doing it correctly. The um, only correct way to hold a rat is a Bubba trash can. Say a Bubba trash can? A Bubba trash can? What is a... I don't even know what that term means. Above a trash can? Above, Above? a trash can. She said Bubba, like Forrest Gump. Yeah, b- you know Forrest Gump's uh, stalwart companion Bubba Gump shrimp. I was so confused. I was like, what is Bubba trash can? Bubba trash <laughs> Hold the rat above Bubba trash can. Jeez. <laughs> um, trash can filled with shrimp. So uh, Sophie comes in. She's dressed as a sailor this week. Well, she um, was boating. She was out boating. Uh, and also, what, in the, um, the, the reflection? The Washington, D.C. Bay. Where? where? The Washington, D.C. Bay. Uh, I was saying, I was going to say the reflection pool. <laughs> uh, so she's out there uh, in the Bay area. And it's co- uh, she comes in. She loves to see Lionel. Uh, she's a little kid, so of course she likes rats, right? This episode teaches us little kids like rats. Um, the coolest pet rat in the world. Yeah, and so Corey, uh, Sophie's like, oh, can I hold hold him? And Corey's like, yeah, if you're careful. And then Corey like tosses Lionel to her. Um, Sophie catches Lionel, and then that there's, uh, there's a little bit of fib in there uh, on my part. And then Sophie is like, wow, this is great. I would love to keep this. Um. All right. Uh, our B plot. Samantha <clears throat> c- runs down to the kitchen. Ran. So Martinez is working on jokes because the press thinks that he needs to be funnier. That's right. He's coming off a little stiff and serious in his press conferences. <laughs> Wouldn't want that, right? Does this suggest his rating has dropped? Well, Ren, we left him at a one. Mm-hmm. I I think that this is meeting him where he is that this is showing that this is the reception to a one percent president this is the reset yeah is that at this point they just wanted to tell jokes all right um samantha tells them all to tells the uh, kitchen staff to laugh when he comes down and so this is when we get our first of very many martinez jokes in the episode hey ren why is the bald eagle our national bird 
because the hairy eagle wouldn't sit still for the portrait. Mm-hmm. Bryce, yeah. when the staff broke out in uproarious laughter, mm-hmm. how long did it take you to clean up your pee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I pulled out a mop. I pulled out the full mop. <laughs> Atrocious. Like, even if it's a joke he made himself, it's bad. It's not good. But the kitchen staff laughs because Samantha Samuels made them all laugh, told them all to laugh. Martinez gets so upset. He yells, stop or you're all fired. They I, stop. I love how upset he gets. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> um, and then he storms off upset. Samantha Samuels is like, that was uncomfortable. Well, it's like, you think she did it like to herself. You forgot what makes President Martinez so upset, though. The fact that Victor just keeps laughing through it. (laughs) I think he genuinely thought it was funny. Yeah, he probably does. I mean, Victor's that kind of guy. He's there to support support you no matter what. Um, He can trick his brain if he has to. So he's, yeah, Martinez is upset. He leaves. That scene was awkward. It was uncomfortable. Um, We're back at school now in our next scene. The classic five characters, Ren. Did you love to see them all together? It's always great to see Mina, Stickler, and three others at the round table. <laughs> what was that? It was, well, no, so it wasn't, you said what? Stickler and Mina? Yeah. So, because Candy's there. Yeah. As is Newt. But there's the fifth, the fifth girl person, Rando. Who is she? Why do they feel the need to sit her there? That's, uh, Antoinette. Yeah. Like, what? This is, a, a, a who is it? This is, uh, Minerva from the salon? Like, all over again. She's one of, uh, Mina's friends from Bahavia. Yeah. A fellow rat knocker. And that's when, uh, <laughs> Corey comes into the scene. He's like, I can't wait for you all to meet, Ma- meet Lionel. Lionel is on his shoulder. Yeah, so in Bahavia, a rat knocking is a sport. A Not knocking rats a from sport, people's shoulder. The national sport. So, Ren, how does this game work? You put a rat on your shoulder, and then someone comes at you with some kind of weapon and yep. smacks it right off. Do you think... Um, so, okay, here's what I'm thinking. It's like, to, to that point, maybe two teams of five... Okay. Right, they all start with a rat on their shoulder, and they all have a tool to try to knock the rat off of, you know, the other person's shoulder. And the the last team, okay. or the team that has rats on their shoulder Wait, left wins. So everyone has rats on their shoulders in this situation. Yes, ten that's rats. not going to work. Why Look, is that not going to work? If you give someone a weapon while there's a rat perched on their shoulder, the rat won't stay. Here's what we have to do: <laughs> on uh, one, we we split the game up into halves. Okay. And we, you know, a top half and a bottom half. In yes. the top half, Team A, uh, of the five, three of them have rats on their shoulders and two of them have bats. Team okay. B, rats and bats. three of them have bats, two of them have rats. rats. Uh, when we switch to the bottom half of the game, you know, the mm-hmm. teams switch how many rats and bats each one has. Okay. This way they can strategize around, you know, rats and bats. So, okay. So I love it. So there's like some strategy. There's some, there's the different tiers. Uh, and I want to say just to make it, cause it feels a little bit too simplistic. I mm-hmm. think that uh, to get sorted into the teams, 
um, they should have to spin a wheel. Uh, and if it lands on an odd number there, they're defaulted into a rat. And then even they're defaulted into a bat. But if uh, the rats or the bats are already taken and they spin it, then uh, they are the rat. Now, here's a question. Mm-hmm. What happens if a rat dies during a match? Uh, instant, uh, instant loss, all right. I would say. So we have to keep. So they have to keep the rats alive at all costs. At all costs. If your rat dies, uh, it's like uh, Spy Kids 3D. Like if if your rat dies, so do you. Okay. So in that case, should at least one member of each team have a medic? Then. Um. Should each team have a medic? Yeah, like a support. I think yeah, that's a pretty like cool to position. Take care of rats, like downed rats. Yes. <laughs> With um. Okay. 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 So I love this concept, friend. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm inspired. So how about this support person? Um, not only are, there, are they there to take the downed rats, but they also, um, while they're doing the swap out, the, each teams also have catchers. So there's like a pit of rats and they're running around catching the rats. And so then the support person is swapping out the dead rats for the live rats. And so if the catchers aren't doing their jobs then the support person can't swap out the, the live rats for the, uh, for the dead rats and then it's over. I love this. So, but okay, what happens if someone <laughs> falls into the rat pit by accident? Uh, if you fall into the rat pit? Like, do, are your teammates allowed to help you out? Or do you have to climb out yourself? You have like, to is cli- it a penalty? Can you so, take a rat while you're coming out of the pit? You can't take a rat while you're coming out of the pit. The pit's very deep, though. Okay. So if you fall in, because <laughs> one of the rules, of course, um, is that the catcher position is covered in... Um, meat and cheese juice obviously and so if they fall in there's a 25 percent chance that they're making it out of there all right it's like um have you ever seen 300 yes okay um so uh that's uh that's the national sport bahavi is intense yeah yeah but i'm glad that we were able to iron out the details for this me too it makes makes a lot more sense now and I would love to try it out sometime, like at like post COVID, maybe get a team together. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll Boston Common. Three rats. Yeah, play some rat rat. Bryce, mm-hmm. do you think Corey deserves to be called a weird rat kid, and to have rat shit on his shoulder? Red, there's always one weird kid with a pet rat. <laughs> what As we all know, and is there be mocked throughout school? That's not a that like. I've heard of different like things like that, but I've never heard of oh that's the kid with the pet rat. It's a new what one. are you? Some kind of weird rat kid? They call him Rat Boy, Ren. I, I know. I like that. <laughs> I thought you would. Yeah. Uh, so it's I don't know what's going on here. They they Corey gets laughed out of the quad when Corey says no don't don't hit Lionel. This is my pet rat. They all laugh him out. Uh, they clown him. That's used as a verb multiple times. He got clowned, and he got clowned bad. Yeah, he got really clowned in the quad. Um, so he goes home, right? He's upset. He puts Lionel in what I believe is the smallest cage anyone's ever seen. To punish um, him. Yeah. For being a rat. You just embarrassed me. Uh, Corey literally says, I used to be cool, and now I'm just a rat boy. <laughs> Can't make this up. Um, and that's when Sophie comes in. Corey gives Lionel away to Sophie uh, under the strict contract of no givesies backsies. 
So we know exactly where that's going, right? And so, so Sophie leaves with Lionel in tow. And that's when, knock at the door, Mina, Newt, Candy, and even Sickler came to apologize for the whole goof on you because you have a rat thing. Um, Friendship is a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's really nice. Yeah, you know, people have have their own faults. No, nobody's nerfect. And that's what they realize here, right? Candy says, we all have attachments to childhood things. I still sleep with a nighty lighty, she says in a British accent. Bryce, mm-hmm. realistically, that would have made Corey not want to bring Candy to the dance, right? Uh, I don't think it's a deal breaker. I don't think so. You don't think saying that you still sleep with a nightlight in a British accent while you're upset about your rat <laughs> is a deal breaker? Um, I mean, is it emotionless? And like, are they not? Yeah, it is. Like, it doesn't meet them at all on the same level. There's no empathy there. It's like, oh, I get like why you're upset because we all just laughed you out of the school because you have a rat. Like, I totally get it. I still have a nighty lighty. Right. So it's not not really compassionate at all but i don't think it's like a massive deal breaker do you think the british accent was a director's choice or an actor choice i think it was a slip Uh, (laughs) i don't think she intended it but they They call her film for one take yeah they (laughs) they call her one take candy um that's like her name if you check out the cory in the house forums and every single scene she does is a single take so Better hope that, that you get it right. Um, all right, next scene is a three three dialogue scene. Corey goes to Sophie and says, hey, I, I want the rap back. And Sophie says, there's no gizzies backsies. And then the agent, the like uh, Secret Service agent who is watching over Sophie's room reminds Corey that there's no gizzies backsies. His name is Al. Al, yeah, which we later learn. So then we cut to commercial we cut back um Corey's getting dragged out of the room Corey explains that his friends were clowning him and that's why he gave up lionel but lionel's been renamed to jasmine that's right she lives in a much bigger cage now luxury mm-hmm. and um cory gets dragged out of sophie's room so by a very heavy-handed al yeah al <laughs> yeah Corey's like like al like why why are you so heavy-handed I'm liking uh, Sophie's little Secret Service uh, entourage that she's yeah. had the past few episodes. Yeah, it, it has been funny. Uh, all right. Samantha Samuels, she now is back in the kitchen and she she fixed the problem because now she wrote some wacky and wild stuff for the president to use. Some humorous comedy material. Yep. So they, uh, he walks in. They all chant which was strange. They're like, hoo-ha-ha. He comes in. Uh, Ren, some presidents like to pass a bill. I like to pass the whole duck. So, uh, animal humor, it always lands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and topical, he... universal. Everyone yeah. loves a good duck joke. Uh, yeah. I can't think of another duck joke. Uh, I mean, like if, why would you need to when you have a raw meat helmet? Yeah, it's a, he has a, so not only has Samantha Samuels graciously given him uh, all of her comedic bits, 
but she's graciously lent him a bag filled with props to use as he tells these jokes. Um, so he has like a giant rubber ducky for the, the duck joke. And then uh, Samantha tells him to jump to the head of steak joke. And he's like, this just isn't me. Uh, and he takes out a helmet that has raw meat on the head. Him pulling out that helmet is funnier than any joke could have possibly been. Hysterical. Because he, he talks about like, when you hear head of steak, you would expect it to be cooked, right? Or at least look cooked. Why? Samantha Samuels strapped a raw steak to a helmet, put it in a bag, and gave it to the President of the United States. He's he's sick just by touching that now. <laughs> Everything in that kitchen is contaminated and has to be thrown mm-hmm. out. Because of meat helmet. The head of steak? Yeah. Uh, so these jokes, they're not landing. And um, that's that, right? He leaves again. The people laugh in there, but then they're like, oh, I guess it wasn't that funny. He leaves. He's upset. Um, he's like, I just got to do me. That's the thing. I got to be myself. Um, all right. So now next scene, the crew is getting ready for the dance, friend. Say, oh. <laughs> Is that a line in there? Yeah, right when they're taking the photo. Oh, I missed that. I, I thought that was just a red original. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, they have some pretty nice caveman costumes. Everyone. They, yeah, they're pr- pretty good. They're, they're impressive. Um, Mina, so Mina's planning the dance, right? Like she's the one in charge of it. So it just strikes me as odd that she, um, she pretty much skips over the whole thing. I mean, um, uh, directors don't go to opening night, Bryce. You're right. It's bad luck. She, <laughs> if she did her job well, she doesn't need to be there, right? <laughs> so she, um, Candy and Corey are talking. Candy's like, I'm glad I gave you the second chance. Um, Candy says to him, Corey, you aren't going to be thinking about that rattle night, will you? Funny thing to say. Funny thing to uh, worry about. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to the dance with Corey, but I'm worried he's going to just think about his rat. With the like, rat. Yeah, even though his body is present. Like, his mind is on the rat, right? Even right. if he's physically with me. How do you like uh, Corey wearing Victor's hair? Yeah, that's a good bit. Uh, Victor says to Corey, have my hair back by midnight. Corey's like, I'm going to braid it. Uh, it's like this uh, Afro wig. Yeah. It's pretty good. It takes some real damage throughout the episode, though. (laughs) It does. (laughs) So, uh, Candy and Corey, they're getting ready to go to the dance, and Candy's like, now let's discover fire. They use this line twice. I I don't know. Three times. Three times, yeah. Yep, you're right, you're right. Um, this is, I mean, we had one last week as well, Ren, but like, this just feels like one of those jokes. Like, this is in there for the parents? Are they watching this? I mean, no. This is in there like, for, for the two 15-year-olds who are watching yeah. this It's just, it's a little strange. Uh, it's, it's a strange line to throw in there. Uh, it was one of those ones that just makes me like a tiny, lots of bit uncomfortable. <laughs> um, Sophie runs into the room. Jasmine is gone. 
She left the cage, uh, Sophie left the cage open while she went to go get some nail polish. So, um, and Corey's like, uh oh, like, this is my rat. Like, I gotta get my rat. And so he is face, facing a fork in the road, Rand. What would you choose? Uh, go to the dance with Candy and leave Sophie to try and find Jasmine all by herself? Or skip the dance with Candy? And try to find Lionel, your childhood best friend. That's a good dilemma, Bryce. Mm-hmm. On one hand, I can go to a dance with a girl I know doesn't like me when I'm myself. Yeah. On the other hand, I could go look for the pet I've had my entire life and consider a close personal friend. Yeah, it's it's really a toss-up between the two. Um, Candy, she makes the argument that she did not spend three hours putting a bone in her hair to be stood up by a rat. Damn right, Bryce. Mm-hmm. She's getting her dance. Yep, so she's going no matter what. But Newton and Mina, they're going to stay. They're going to help Corey and Sophie look for the rat. Uh, yeah, it's a Candy and Stickler leave, which I I don't know. Is it in their contract that they can only be in so many scenes? Well, they have to discover fire together. Yeah. Stickler's better than nothing. <laughs> better than nothing. <laughs> what a standard. Um. So while this is happening, and this, we know as soon as the rat enters the White House that this is, you know, where the show is going to go with it, right? There is no scenario where the rat doesn't um, cause a ruckus. What I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. was, for th- was for Samantha Samuels to call a terrorist attack in the White House. Yeah, she, <laughs> she really, really takes the whole thing down. I um, don't think the execution here is super great, but this is one of my favorite boomer moments on concept alone. Yeah, it's, um, it's something. It's it's really big. So we build up to it by we have the press briefing now, the one that we've been building up to yep. with the B plot all episode. Victor is there, Samantha's there. They're nervous. Samantha's like, "Hey, just in case people don't laugh, I have these CIA chuckle buttons, which uh, they're made to destabilize and embarrass enemies with inappropriate laughter." Um, here's how I think she got these. Yeah. She's having an affair with Stickler's father. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, that's very possible. But we know, Ren, uh, one thing that we do know is that if that does happen, she doesn't stay the night. Because um, she, you know, doesn't do sleepovers. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, she has these chuckle buttons. Uh, they look, Also, they look like M&M's. They look like M&M's and they sound like lasers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's the the speech from President Martinez. Oh, you wrote it down? Uh, pr- pretty close. I, I don't think I got every word, but I got the gist of it. Um, I wrote he's, it down. He addressed, oh, so let's hear it then. If you <clears throat> review the whole thing. Being the president is not about one-liners, rubber ducks, or meat helmets. It's about commitment, integrity, and results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, what are you thinking if you hear the president even utter the words meat helmets? Bryce, if I were a journalist in the White House and I heard Joe Biden say being the president is not about one-liners, rubber ducks, or meat helmets, I would believe with full certainty that dementia set in with a vengeance. Like, and if I hear the term meat helmets without any context at all, what is that? Just your skull? Like, uh, is that... (laughs) What is he talking about? And Martinez is already on thin ice. 
Yeah. And but like imagine the the worst part, right, is that imagine if he did explain the context to the press. If he was like, Oh, what's a meat helmet? Let me show you. Here is a raw piece of steak nailed to this bike helmet. He puts it on his head. I'm the head of steak. <laughs> steak. He's gone. Um, but the press eats the speech up. I mean, it's the most elegant thing he's said in months. Do <laughs> you think President Martinez is getting, uh, is is showing commitment, integrity, and results? Well, hmm. Commitment? He passes most things off to Samantha Samuels. Yeah. Integrity? He blames most of his problems on the 15-year-old who lives in his basement. Results? Yeah. He almost gave away Alaska to the Russians. So, it's not really... <laughs> Not, not really fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Definitely a one term. <laughs> Half term, maybe. If he makes it. Um, and so Samantha's impressed as well. She puts away the buttons. She's like, guess we won't be needing these. Um, I love when Corey in the house does stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, they just showed us the chuckle buttons for no reason. Um, Corey is in... So the, it was... Paint this picture, Ren. I think you'll do a better job than I will at uh, Corey in okay. the hallway. So I don't know if I missed something. Okay. But Corey is the way Kyle Massey is moving himself, even yes. before he bumps into the George Washington table and destroys it on contact. <laughs> he's carrying himself with the kind of energy a dying man has. Yeah. Like, he looks like he's in intense pain. And he just doesn't know how to move anymore. So the scene sets itself sets itself up well to um, have this joke where Corey is dressed in a Neanderthal outfit. He's dressed up as a caveman, and through uh, his various interactions, begins uh, like walking and grunting like a caveman. Right. So it sets itself itself up well to do that over time, but it seems like it just jumps straight to that. I think Kyle Massey was too eager to get into it. Yeah, he couldn't wait. As soon as he read uh, that he got to act like a caveman in the script, he didn't care when was the time to do it. It's too bad because there's some there's some solid slapstick in there. Yeah, I, I love him just throttling everything in his path. <laughs> yeah, so he he's looking for this rat, and you said he all he does is pretty much touch the George Washington table, which is this table out in the hallway with a, fl- a nice little like flower vase yeah. on it. And it completely collapses. Just like shatters into pieces. <laughs> um, weak table. That's all I wrote. It's a very weak table. Uh, but he screams, right? And so now we get like the grunting bit of it all. I'm surprised they didn't hear that in the reporter's room. That was a very guttural scream. <laughs> They were too busy, uh, like, clapping for President Martinez's inspirational speech that he just gave. Um, and that's when he barges, Corey barges into the press room. Destroys another table. Yeah, another table is in his back. <laughs> uh, and uh, is this caveman gag a goofy stunt to show you have a sense of humor? One of the press members asks President Martinez. So the reporters aren't buying it. They're not, they're not into this. No. 
And Martinez is like, no, why would I do that? And as he says that, uh, Lionel crawls up President Martinez's pants leg. He does his variation of the fabs for the reporters. (laughs) (laughs) Screaming something tickles, and then Lionel leaves. (laughs) Lionel gets out. Um, What if you saw Joe Biden do that? Hmm? What would you think? (laughs) (laughs) Like tickles? Like, okay, but also, like... (laughs) This whole scenario, if in the middle, after Joe Biden mentioned Meat Helmet, moments <laughs> later, a uh, unknown, unknown, well, at this point, definitely known by the press, right? Yeah, in, he's, in this scenario, he's well known. He's, he's, yeah, it's hot ticket item. Everyone knows him. Um, becomes barging in, dressed as a caveman, grunting, and <laughs> falls into a table. Like, th- this is, it's, not even built up to but it's so wild that this can happen it's in the world pure of the house mania um and just to make things worth uh, just to make things worse excuse me samantha doesn't like rats she sees lionel runs and what do you do when you see a rat but you take the uh the chuckle buttons out of your pocket and toss them at the rat they all miss, but they all make laser sounds and CGI uh-huh. explosions in the process. Yeah, it reminds me of um, in certain recordings and uh, shows of Into the Woods when Jack throws the beans on the ground. There's that little like light that comes up. That's what I was thinking of. So, A modern day Into the Woods. Yeah, that's pr- pretty much what this is. And sure enough, uh, you know, she misses, but everyone starts laughing. Mr. President, why can't we stop laughing? <laughs> said the reporter tearfully and in pain. That This is definitely going to create some big issues for Martinez. That it's, one line was one of my favorites in Corey in the house just because of the implications of it. And like... <laughs> like in past episodes, we've been able to debate like, oh, does the press find out about this? Does the press realize? Or like, what is it that they see? This all happens directly in front of them and at the hands of Samantha Samuels. They're basically poisoned in the press conference room. Yeah. Um, and so Corey's now run into two tables. A press member panics and bolts out of the room, <laughs> stepping on Corey's foot. No, not just and- stepping, crushing. <laughs> and Victor's like, oh, that looks like it hurt, he says while he's laughing. And Corey also laughing, says, uh, says, like, it did, Daddy. So painful. (laughs) Um, they all laugh, and Samantha's like, Corey, you may need to go to a hospital. Uh, and then, um, Martinez, laughing, says, Corey, you're in so much trouble. Corey's like, I'm going down. Um, I wrote, reporter punches him, and he collapses um something like that happened i don't know why the reporter punches him but cory definitely collapses to the ground and um this is uh when cory crawls his body out of the press room saying here ratty 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 lionel finally is safe red yeah so this whole climactic scene was so much more fun to talk through than it was to watch for me at least 
for me, I thought it was a fun scene, mm-hmm. but the thing that didn't land for me was most of the laughing. Yep. Like, like Samantha Samuels just inducing mass hysteria in the White House mm-hmm. while Corey the caveman is <laughs> repeatedly damaged and is causing damage and Lionel the rat is ruining President Martinez's image. That's mm-hmm. all some of the funniest stuff in Corey in the House. But the yeah. thing, it just... It's, it, it doesn't sell the scene. Yep. No, it's... Uh, it's I, I think it's the... It's definitely a very... I don't mean layered as in complex. I mean layered as in just a lot of jokes on top yeah, of each other. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, and yeah, so I think to that point, they threw the laughter, the like having everyone laugh at it just to add one more thing. But the three things you said, like that should have been enough, right? Yeah. Corey fumbling about as a caveman, Samantha Samuels, like just doing everything she's doing. And then Martinez with Lionel up his pants. <laughs> All right. Um, so Sophie sees Corey get reunited with um, with Lionel. And um, Sophie's like, oh, like, pretty sure it's still my rat. And Corey's like, yeah, you're right. Passes it on. Um, Newt comforts Corey and says, first candy and now Jasmine. You lost two girls in one night. So good line. Poor Corey. Yeah. Corey's having a rough time. Um, do you think... So ultimately, Corey ends up with Lionel. Do you think that should have happened? Does he? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Sophie ends up with um, Lionel. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, Corey tells Lionel... Um, yeah, Sophie gives Corey back to Lionel. He. Sophie gives Lionel back to Corey... But doesn't Corey give it back? Give Lionel back to Sophie? No. Nope. I don't think. Um, do I have my phone with me? I would check. Uh, no, I wrote. Uh, I have because they have this whole scene where mm-hmm. Sophie's like, uh, um, no, yeah. So for sure, Sophie doesn't doesn't get him because Sophie is like, a deal's a deal. No gizzies backsies, and Corey's like, you're right. You know, here's my rat, and Sophie's happy, and then Sophie's like, uh, like okay, I feel bad, gives it to him. And he's like, um, guess I owe you one. And then Sophie's like, you owe me like 12. Wow, huh? So that's, and, um, I feel like a wrong resolution. That's what I was gonna say. Sophie should end up with the rat. Yeah, that feels like, that feels like the clear ending. Mm -hmm. But, like, even just, like, logistically, obviously Lionel's not gonna be around for the show, so Mm -hmm. might as well give it, give him to Sophie, where he can just stay in the background and off screen. Yep, where it's like it's it's fine, but no, yeah. So for whatever reason, Corey gets to keep Lionel. Yeah, I don't. I didn't love that resolution either because Sophie clearly was so excited about it. Yeah. So, um, all right. Corey tells Lionel that he'll get used to how weird things are around here because Victor, uh, President Martinez, Samantha, they come out laughing. Um. <clears throat> They acknowledge that George Washington's table was shattered. Uh, no one's fired. Is that fair? Hmm. Well, who's Martinez going to replace his staff with? Who's going to who's going to want to apply to this administration now? 
the yeah. news cycle is going to have a field day with what happened here, mm. especially because Samantha Samuels rushes back in and blatantly throws more chuckle buttons chuckle. at the reporters before locking them in. Yeah, and she does that because Martinez is like, no one's fired, but Samantha, you're going to need to handle the press when they all stop laughing. So she's like, perfect. I will just get them to never stop laughing. Like, at least one of them definitely had a heart attack from laughing too much. Well, yeah, because Corey, um, to that point, like Corey leaves when Corey drags his body out of the press room and he finally stands up. He's like, I could barely breathe. He's like, I can barely, barely breathe. So I don't think medically the press corps comes out unharmed from this. Not good. Um, all right. Last scene of the episode, Ren. Uh, they aren't that late to the dance. Candy comes out and is like, oh, I shouldn't have left you. Like, I was thinking about how much you care about that rat and it's so sweet. Is it hot when a boy cares about a rat? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> probably, I mean, no. Not particularly. I don't Sweet think so. There, I love how you cared about L rat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how I yabba-dabba-do. Don't be a creeposaurus. Yeah, they, they just threw everything. They were like, oh, we're at the in the last scene of the episode, but we have all these lines still. We finally got to the Neanderthal ball. We gotta mm-hmm. use a few jokes. <laughs> so Corey lays down his yabba dabba do line. Um, he's like, but what about Stickler? That Creeposaurus was more interested in my tape gun than me. Huh. And um, so she tapes him to the wall with it. Stickler uh becomes as newt calls him uh instead of stick man stuck man is this a good fate for stickler is this a good fate for him yeah did he get what he deserves um what did he do in this episode no i don't think he deserves this in a general sense though do you think he deserves it uh every has everything built up to this moment for him this was supposed to be the finale yes. for season one, by the way. Oh, okay. Then yeah. Yes. I think this was deserved. Actually, that actually kind of makes sense given how like Corey positive this is too. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna end a season, might as well put it might as well let it be on a note where Corey's portrayed in a positive light. He's so good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's that is our episode, Ren. So what um any roses from it? Any roses? Yeah. Uh, I'll give it to Corey on a whole. I think he was pretty, like last week, he was pretty well characterized. Kyle, mm-hmm. like, it only took an entire season, but Kyle Massey finally seems like he's embraced the role. He, uh, he didn't Or at least adapted scheme. to Corey's new writing. He didn't scheme this episode. No, and it's always refreshing to see. Yeah. Yep, he was just being himself. And, and you're right, it was pretty good. Not bad. My, um... I think my rose, best thing about it. Um, I think my favorite thing about the episode was just the the press core scene mm-hmm. um, with the different layers of it. Like watching it all kind of come together. Yeah, was nice. I don't think that it was the the best 
climactic scene that we've seen like that where they pulled the thread of the different stories together to all lead up to something like that but it was pretty fun yeah i think it's one of the better ones yeah um all right something that you'd like to see more of from this episode i i like stickler and candy as part of the gang even as just like satellite characters yep i think it helps the show's pacing a lot to have Corey interacting with more than just Newt and Mina outside of the White House. Well, especially because Mina is such a bland character. Like, they've completely given up on her at this point. They're yeah. done with Mina. Yeah, and like, because both Candy and Stickler felt like they had more presence in their scenes than Mina. And Mina's one of the principal cast members. Yeah. Mina's just one Bahavia joke after another. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it's, I'll say uh, I am looking forward to, and I believe that we do see it, but more Corey and Candy. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm so ready, f- and I'm happy that Corey has, as far as we can see, moved on from Mina. Me too. I that was so tiring. And it, it's nice that him and Candy seem like they're going to have some dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the worst part about the episode? Uh... I didn't think anything in this episode stuck out to me as particularly bad. For me, mm-hmm. the bad things of this episode were more missed opportunities. Yeah. I think introducing Candy right at the beginning, having her like as a presence throughout like the first and second act, but then removing her from the last act, Strange. I think was a mistake. Yeah. This could have been a really good opportunity to let her be let her be a part of the boomer moment and let her be funny with Corey in a positive capacity instead of just abandoning him with stickler like it's well, a moment when she shows up at the end and is like oh mm-hmm. Corey, i realized you were you weren't doing anything wrong but you know it would have been nice to use her yeah because it's what she goes to the dance and then all of a sudden realizes like oh wow Corey really does care about that rat like that's sweet versus she if she was there with newt and mina she could have seen and saw it yeah it's actually part of it um yeah, my my thorn in general, um, probably the at least the first scene of the B plot. Once we got the meat helmet in there, uh, it was still not a really good scene, but it was just at least funny because there was a meat helmet. Uh, there's, some, there's some solid anti humor there. Exactly. Um, so it was like, as me watching it, knowing that we would laugh at the fact that the show did this. Yes, I liked that, but, you know, I don't think that it brought anything new mm-hmm. to the table. It wasn't something that was it funny because it was funny. It feels plot before for Martinez, too. Yeah. We had something similar. Um, I don't know about that. It, it feels familiar, where it's like, oh, do this because it's the president. Hmm. Yeah. Um... Okay. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? His bird calls. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but Samantha Samuels. Yeah, yeah. where he would go down and was, he was just so proud of him. Yeah. That episode, uh, We Built This Kitty on Rock and Roll, is currently the episode with, um, for every Cory in the House frame. I saw, I've been, uh, they, they pick up some very funny frames. <laughs> yeah, they do. And it's, I just like it because it's, um, Nice to really see every single, like, shot from the episode and just acknowledge what goes into it. 
So, um, Ren, do you have any reviews for this I episode? I do have some reviews. Mm-hmm. All right, we have three tonight. Oh, good. <clears throat> we'll we'll start with the ten out of ten review by a. They've appeared a few times. SF viewer. Mm-hmm. Title: Funny episode. Corey's dad had his hamster Lionel shipped to the White House from San Francisco. <laughs> when Corey brings the hamster Lionel to school, his friends make fun of him. It makes him so- feel so bad that he gives the hamster to Sophie. But after he gives Lionel away, his friends apologize to him. Corey tries to get it back from Sophie, but Sophie won't give it back to him. This episode is so funny. The writers came up with another great episode. The president also had a, st- a hilarious story in this one. It's great the writers are able to write jokes about the president character. It looks really funny. Oh, no. Bryce, did this episode look really funny to you? Did the episode look really funny? No. I don't know what that means. The hamster bit gets me. (laughs) I feel so bad. This next review is by uh, Um You Truffle. They gave the episode a 7.8 title. (laughs) I was kind of let down by this episode. Sad face. Review. I was kind of let down by this episode. Happy face. I expected so much mro and thought it could have been better, but sadly it wasn't. I didn't actually find it that funny, and I found it kind of pointless. I thought it would be good because he was reunited with his rat, Lionel, but it wasn't even very good. I hope that wasn't the last episode of the season because it is a really poor episode to end it on. It should end with a bang! LOL. You know what I mean. All I have left to say now is I have seen better. Ren, what episodes of Cory in the House are not pointless? <laughs> Can you name even one moment from the show that feels fulfilling by in any standard? The Sophie Shuffle? Yeah, it's like, what do you mean it, the episode was pointless? What are you trying to get out of it? You know, this the whole is thing is pointless. lot of Cory in the House. It is, it's a, a waste of everyone's time. <sighs> Let's bring it home with VG Freak. Yeah, what does he have to say? They gave the episode a 6.5 uh, title weird dot dot mm-hmm. dot review. Victor has Lionel shipped to Washington, D.C. Corey is ecstatic. After the kids at school make fun of him for having a pet rat, he gets upset and gives it to Sophie. The kids apologize, making Corey realize what he's done. He tries to get Lionel back, even when he's ignoring a date he has with Candy. The president needs to be funny. This episode was not so good. I didn't really like it, and it was just weird how Corey has Lionel and has a weird connection with him. I don't know. I didn't really <laughs> like it. This episode gets 6.5 out of 10. He Is didn't VG? like it because of Corey's weird connection with Lionel. Is VG Freak implying that, like, uh, like what not. is what is? What? I think he's implying that you can't love an animal. Okay. Yeah. VG Freak's probably never had a pet. Doesn't doesn't get it. It's a strange concept to think about. Caring about another animal. Uh, those are good. Those are good. Uh, the hamster bit really. It's so funny. I How do they even get these things wrong? I don't. Do they watch it? Do they realize that the, the name of the episode has the word rat in it? Uh, Bryce, are you ready for some trivia? Yeah, what trivia is there? <clears throat> from t- We're going to do some from TV.com, then I'll hop over to IMDb to close this out. Perfect. Trivia. Corey is reunited with Lionel. Okay, yes. That, that is a thing that point. happened. 
I love TV.com's trivia. <clears throat> After Sam tells the staff that she wrote new material for the president, she touches her ear and says, copy that, but there's no earpiece in her ear. Okay. Uh, no. Huh. This episode was on the DisneyChannel.com before it aired. Oh. It's on the well, first time I've seen that, actually. Would, uh, would this, knowing that this was available on DisneyChannel.com, would that push you to go to the website to watch it before it was live? No. Yeah. No. I don't think I would actively seek this out. I, I mean, I, 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 I did. that but... uh, Lilo and Stitch sandwich stacker game. That that and uh, the sweet life, the <laughs> twins with the big heads trying to get up the stairs. Yeah, the good one too. <clears throat> Illusions title pun: A rose by any other name. And now yeah. for our IMDb trivia, which is very interesting because it doesn't have a source and it doesn't say who this is from or when it was added. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> trivia. The original episode contained too much action for the rating for the show, so just before the episode aired, they reduced the action scenes in it. Um, so previously, do we think it was like, instead of Corey running into tables, it was like Secret Service agents? Who were just falling apart mean? the moment he ran into him? <laughs> Collapsing? <laughs> too much action. I don't know. I felt like the the boomer moment of the episode was pretty involved. I felt like it was high energy on all parts. Yeah. Bryce. Mm-hmm. President Martinez's writing for the week. Yes. It's going down. So he's at a one. Um, where we can go into the negatives. I don't know what it does for my chart, but um, <laughs> there's no there's no way to go up. There's no way we can frame this in a positive light. Samantha it's, Samuels attacked reporters with CIA technology. I mean, there's there's nothing. Like, negative 50, if I'm being honest. Like, this should sink him. I'm thinking... How how badly do you think his rating should drop from this? Uh, like, 40 points. Let's like, do it. He should be negative 40. Let's do it. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know what this is going to do for my chart. But let's see. All right. Um, negative 40. Uh, okay. It doesn't chart. It doesn't show. I can always alter it, though. Wow. <sighs> it's just awful. He's such a bad president. I'm so glad that we decided to track him, though. Me too. Because... Uh, it seemed like at the beginning we knew that he wasn't going to be doing much that was good, but we didn't know that it would be this bad. Uh, and, and so with that, Ren, last thing we have to do is to rate the episode. <clears throat> Overall, what would you rate it? I'm going to give this one a seven and a half. Well, for the most part, I liked it. It wasn't. Mm, hold on. Let me let me think about mm -hmm. it. It wasn't super well executed, but like as an episode that was intended to be the finale, you know, I can appreciate that. If Corey in the house ended its first season with this episode and like never came back, I would think that it at least ended significantly better than it started. Like, hmm. 
characterization was stronger than it usually is here. Yeah. The, the boomer moment was, while not perfect, st- also stronger than usual. I like that this is one of the few episodes that acknowledges that the status quo has changed in some capacity. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting to see, even if realistically nothing's going to be done with Lionel and there's a good chance Corey and Candy are just going to be reset to where they were by the time next season starts. Yeah. I don't see. So I, I went into this discussion tonight, Ren, ready to be convinced one way or the other mm-hmm. because I felt so, I, I felt pretty neutral about the episode i didn't feel like it was anything game changing i liked that we saw stickler and candy more mm-hmm. um, so a little well, quick pros and cons like we saw stickler and candy more i liked that we had the stack up of all those jokes in the press room Corey's bit where he's like groaning and walking like a caveman i thought was good characterization Mm-hmm. Uh, something I so like, but then like the things I didn't like is I didn't feel like the episode really built up too much to that moment in the press room, uh, especially because we get introduced to the laugh buttons moments before they're relevant. Ah, uh, but Corey um, does that though. It doesn't. It do, Boomer's introduced pretty much right before the Boomer moment happens. The bear is, but the scheme isn't. We knew we knew Corey was planning to get into a cage with a live bear pretty early on. I mean, but like the scheme here, the the comparison is the press conference itself. Yeah. Like we know an event is going to happen. We just don't know what's going to happen. Um that's true. Cause it's but I don't know. We also we know as soon as Lionel is in the White House that Lionel is getting out and is going to scare someone without even knowing anything about the episode. Uh, You see Lionel, that's what's going to happen. Is that a con though? Yeah. Like I think it is because it almost feels like they introduced Lionel into the episode just to be one more added layer into it. I didn't feel like the tug from Corey, like I, I didn't feel like, Corey's struggle of am, like, is it okay for me to like this rat really made any sense. I felt it was all really nonsensical. Um, I don't and- know if it's nonsensical. I feel like I get where it's coming from, from the angle of like, you know, growing up, letting go of childhood things. Lionel is a that's so Raven, mm-hmm. you know, concept from when Corey was a little, little kid who acted like a little, little kid on that show. It's a poor thing to use. If that's like the story that they're going for. So, what'd you say? Why is it poor though? I don't understand your reasoning. So, I feel like it's a poor thing to use because, like, Candy's example of I use a nightlight, sure. That's that's like a a classic trope example. Or like, if Corey has a blankie or if Corey has something that embarrasses him from his childhood we already had the juicer episode where juicer was something from his past that like embarrassed him i wouldn't say that's comparable though the juicer is more of a you know the juicer is a bully he's someone who antagonized Corey. Mm -hmm. lionel is someone who was a positive element of Corey's childhood growing up i just don't feel like Corey. 
I don't like the direction that the writers went where Corey's getting made fun of for having a connection to his pet rat. Mm-hmm. Like that's not something that I thought made sense because it is something that's related to Corey in his childhood. So I see your point there, but uh, I don't know why it needs to be tied to his childhood. I don't. I mean, nothing. When we get into matters of need to be in writing, I, I think we're we lose with like Corey, some Corey in the house. house in there's no need in writing. It just it is what it is. It's what was written. Yeah. We can't change it. I know, but I can change my rating. You can. Based on that, um, I I, and I think that's what it is. I think that's why I have a hard time seeing the episode as as good of as and I, I like what you said about it's better than where we started it is 1000 percent better than where we started um so don't get me wrong this is by no means like a bad episode but i don't see myself giving it um even in like the seven range like i, I think i'm more in like that six range where it was it was a fine episode uh the climax piece was good but there were components there that didn't feel right with me that I personally didn't connect to. I don't know if it was just in the moment I watched it or what, um, but I will give it a six. Mm-hmm. So it was, and I, I had a blast walking through it. Really fun episode to discuss. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything else I can say that, that you mm-hmm. or I haven't already said about it. So I will leave it there. Uh, but all right. So we are done with this one one more till we're done season one ren do we watch the game plan yeah so it's like so now we're moving into season two and there's certain there's feels like different things that i feel like we need to do before we're done right so there's like to your point do we watch the game plan do we play the cory in the house video game is there anything else in there that we that i'm not thinking of that we need to do we need to watch the filmed episode that wasn't aired like the final uh live recording is the full episode somewhere or is it just like it's a bit i'm pretty sure it's a full episode huh i think because we can definitely try to i mean if it if it's out there I'm pretty sure there's like an episode after the season two finale that we have mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. Which, I mean, if, if it's there, then yeah. Because I, I would like to get the, the full Corey in the house picture. Um, so when do we watch the game plan? Like, is that our between season one and two break? Is that something that we do? I feel like that's weeks? the most reasonable spot yeah. to watch it. Because that's that's when it happened. Well, we rocked out at that point, right? We'll have two two episodes in a row of the rock, but yeah, the episode aired one week it. before the game plan, so the game plan would be next. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm down with that. So we'll we'll watch it <laughs> after next week, um, and then we'll dive into season two, and then maybe towards the end, maybe with like three episodes left or something that's when we can try to tackle the the game and then maybe i don't i don't know if it depends on what the game entails of i don't know if we do a full podcast about it or if it's just like we do updates on our playthrough mm-hmm. um for the last it's three weeks only three hours long 
Okay. Uh, that's... I imagine it's going to be a grueling playthrough. Yeah. I will, I'm excited to hear, because, I mean, you write so eloquently about video games, so I'm just so curious to hear. Uh, you probably tear Cory in the house DS into one. I have no faith in it. Yeah. So... All right. Uh, anything else that we should talk about before we uh, we call it quits? I don't know. We're so close to the end. I like we've we have one episode left in season one. I, I believe I, it. Did you ever think we'd make it this far? I hmm. That's a good question. I feel like if we ever missed a week, we wouldn't have made it this far. Yes, but I we, feel that as well. We forced ourselves, even when I got married. Yes. Uh, we've yeah we no matter what like and we've stuck really true to the schedule of it of like Sunday like it needs to happen like we gotta get it done. Um, so much and, has changed. I feel like we gotta do a little retrospect, like a quick in memoriam for what's how Corey in the house has evolved. I know, it's it is very different uh, already. So it season two. Who knows? I'm fully expecting the quality to plummet. Yes. Like, it definitely got canceled after 13 episodes for a reason. <laughs> and the other thing, Ren, is we'll need to um, think about how we are going to decide what's next. That's right. So, because season two has what, like 13 episodes? So, I think a fun thing to do would be following season two would be to mm-hmm. do the decom movies featuring the Corey in the house actors. I know, oh. I, I know Jason Dolly's in Minuteman or Minutemen mm-hmm. and, uh, and Kyle Massey's an underdog. Uh, life is, is he an underdog? He's in life is rough. Is that what you're thinking of? Or are those two different movies? What what's life is rough. Uh, so I that one, life, am I thinking of life is rough? I would think so. I don't think he's an underdog, but, um, I meant to tell you like weeks ago that I one Saturday morning watched it. Watched uh, Life is Rough. Oh, he performs the underdog rap in Underdog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it probably it probably came out while Cory in the House was Disney's thing. Yeah, oh seven. Right? So, um, I would love to chat with you about. I don't know how many there are. If there's too many. Like, I feel like what we should do is we should watch them and then, like, condense it into a single podcast. I don't think I want to spend multiple weeks talking about them. Mm-hmm. But maybe, I, I think I would want to spend maybe 20 to 30 minutes talking generally about each of them. We can do that. Yeah. Because I think, uh, is it just those two? I bet you Jason Dolly's in another one. Let me check. But maybe not. But, um, uh, Jason Dolly, Disney Channel movies. He's in Read It and Weep. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah, he's, he's the... Pete. Yes, so he's in three of them. Hatching Pete's with Mitchell Musso. <laughs> Should we do a Jason Dolly night and a Kyle Massey night? <laughs> yeah, well, because okay. uh, Kyle, Kyle Massey is, uh... Kyle Massey, Disney Channel movies. I think he's just Life is Rough. But should we also then watch Underdog as well? Yeah, let's watch Underdog. Just for the Underdog rap, we'll count it. Just for the rap for him. 
Okay, yeah, I feel better than about that. If we oh, do you know what? We can also watch his Celebrity Family Feud episode. And he's uh, he was in Dancing with the Stars. Should we just watch his season and review that? I do, I do not want to watch a full this. season of Dancing with the Stars. Um, I would watch... Okay, yeah, so I, w- I would watch the uh, Family Feud piece then. I would do Life is Rough, Family Feud, and um, Underdog for Kyle Messi. <laughs> Whew. Okay. Uh, Ren, this has been great. It's been fun, Always Bryce. Good. This is one of our longest episodes. Yeah, I, I think it is. But, you know, when we when we film later, usually the later it goes, the more wacky it gets. And we did spend about 20 minutes on Cameo. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anything else? You're good? I'm good. All right. I, I am good as well. So thank you uh, to those who made it this far. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we will be posting on there the uh, live Facebook live times for next week. So uh, we have that to look forward to. And otherwise, I hope you take care and have a great week. Good luck acquitting the knight who stole that bus. Brace and Randy learn some electric guitar.